Good morning, Arium. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How are you doing? Thank you so much for joining us in the second episode of Council of Elders. And boy, do we have an exciting show for you all today. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we're so happy for the uh, enthusiasm you guys have all shown towards Spotify. Excited to be on there, honestly. Um, just hearing my voice in my ears when I'm driving is pretty weird, but it's also awesome at the same time. Uh, we've got so much to dump, jump into. Uh, Nick, how are you doing, brother? Doing phenomenal. Excited for sh show number two. Um, got an awesome guest, uh, guest of honor coming on the show today. So yeah, mm. I'm excited to, uh, to dive in and, and chat some things. I, I feel like, uh, Every two weeks, we got a bunch of new things to talk about. So right, and you guys just dropped a huge bomb on us uh, yesterday, last last night, I think it was. Um, and we're definitely jumping into that. But I just want to say, like, the fact you guys are just going so in depth uh, into the economy of crypto rares, and you're just looking at all aspects of the game. Um, for me, that just makes me even more bullish than ever before. Um, uh, like, how did you got? How do you guys go through those kind of thoughts? Just real quick yeah um just, just those decisions how do you make those decisions yeah definitely so i mean it, it it depends on you know like a multitude of things like if it's an obvious no-brainer decision then it's it's really just about like you know if everyone's like yeah that's a great idea let's do it it's it's a matter of just you know figuring out when is the right time and whether we want to bump it up the priority list mm -hmm. but um with like tougher decisions and and like a lot of things with like economic decisions where there's a lot of potential routes and options we can go um it you know it takes a lot more discussion so usually it'll start in discord just you know sharing some ideas trying to or, or, or pointing out obvious problems um and then we'll usually like hop on a call and like cash it out so yeah. um i mean the the recent economic changes that we made is because i've been talking about like a couple of problems that i've been seeing in our economy and so wanted to hop on a call to talk about a solution so we have a weekly call with nat Tyriel, excalibur and myself um, and so we use that to, to talk through some of these economic decisions and, and basically I wanted to fix it doing a certain thing. Um, mm. and that saw like a different set of problems and wanted to fix that like a different way. And we were kind of like at odds for like 20 or 30 minutes, but like everyone on our team is mature enough to like, you know, if people are passionate about like a different side of the argument it's probably because none of the solutions that we figured out yet is the right one. Mm -hmm. And what was awesome on this call on Wednesday is we, uh, Nat literally came up with an idea that solves all of the problems that I was worried about. Also, we came up with an idea to help solve some of the problems he was worried about and it all tied together beautifully. So yeah, um, you know, on the, it, we're in such a new space. There isn't a playbook or like a, mm. you know, a roadmap to look at, especially with the economic side, like yeah. a lot of gameplay stuff, you know, there's decades of game, game, you know, knowledge and history that we can look at and learn from, but with like, you know, blockchain economics and stuff like that, it's way more abstract and like theoretical. So it's like harder to walk through these things, but yeah. I just feel blessed that we have like such a good team that we're able to you know, address, like figure out solutions to like serious problems that are complex and hard and, and come up with like good answers. So, um, uh, that's yeah. Awesome, man. Um, uh, yeah, Nat actually, I saw him, he posted in the discord, I think that you guys were going at it for a while. Um, but the fact yeah. that you guys were able to come to a good conclusion, which I think is a great solution for, for the economy. Um, it's really exciting to see that you guys are able to work those things out because there's going to be more down the road. We all know this. Um, there's so many more, you know, developments coming in in this game. 
and this isn't going to be the only stumbling block, right? So totally. Hey, we've got an amazing team uh, of guests coming on for this show, guys. Mount Furian, uh, I think that's how you say his name. Uh, Belay, who most of you all know, and Merrick the Moon, the streamer, as most of you all know. Um, let's go ahead and bring them into the show and get into their questions and then the community's questions. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and move over to that call. Awesome. All right. Sweet. Oops. There we go. I hopped off Discord, so. You good. Sweet. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. I'm going to go ahead and drop hey. the music. I'm going to go ahead and drop the music. <laughs> so Council of, Council of Elders is officially going to be named the Council of Doxing because um, because now we've got <laughs> we've got Belay getting doxed here on camera. Um, uh, Florian was trying to get doxed, but his camera didn't want to work. But um, who's going to be next, ladies and gentlemen? Who's going to be next? The Council of Docs is, is stamped in approval. Um, we've got Belay, Gabin MD here. Malforian's in the middle. Uh, Merrick Moon into the right. Do you guys just want to say a quick introduction? Like how many Raiders you guys have? How long have you been with Crypto Raiders? What do you do in the uh, in the environment of Crypto Raiders? Just give the, uh, the, the, the team, or not the team, but the community, a little introduction if you could. Okay. Uh, well, I will start. So uh, you, maybe some of you might know me as Belay on the Discord. So we are the. I, I created the extension for Crypto Raider with a friend of mine called Storm, and uh, for the Raider amount, I'm around 147 now, and zero scholar. Yes, you got I him. love the quest. Malfurion, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up, buddy? <laughs> What's happening, gang? Um, yeah, I just been involved mostly around the community, doing tournaments, hanging out in the Discord, watching the streams. Uh, I've got six raiders at the moment, all Gen One, Gen Two. Uh, I started go. out with a lot more. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a fun ride. Awesome to have you, buddy. And Merrick, what's going on, dude? Yeah, so uh, before we start, I just want to say where the Tammy's at. Yo, where the Tammy's yeah. at, dude? Where the, where the Tammy's what at? Type in chat. We all Tammy. Oh, that's good. But yeah, um, for those of you that don't know, I stream Crypto Raiders and, uh, you know, host tournaments here and there. And also do interviews. Um, well, I wanted to do an, another interview recently, but so many things have changed in the last week. And Langley and Nick, you were talking about it. I was just like, dude, I got to rewrite these questions. <laughs> Um, but I have some, I have a few for this, for this council, um, awesome. session. So it'll be cool to see. That's great to hear. All Let's right. Go. Let's get into it. There's no reason to uh, delay any longer. Um, we'll go from left to right on the screen here. So Belay, let's jump into your question, my friend. What do you got for Nick? What do you got for us? Oh, merd. Uh, so <laughs> I actually, um, I thought I could, uh, come with question, not mostly around the the recent announcement but around um, maybe some uh, uh, question about how crypto order might uh, oh my god oh, sorry guys it's very late for me <laughs> how to compute <laughs> in english okay um i was wondering how we could uh, maybe find some way to improve uh, communications through a third uh, party project third party uh, project 
uh, because uh, we knew uh, Kickstarter is very uh, a young project, etc. And uh, everything is doing great. Uh, there is a lot of update, uh, a lot of activity and follow-up on the Discord. And uh, for the moment, there is mostly uh, the, the extension that use uh, the current content of the game in the as a feature to improve the game content. Uh, and I was wondering how we could um, improve the process of communication with the CR crew and the extension, because uh, for the recent statistic, uh, we there is around 1,700 1, uh, users for the extension, mm. and uh, sadly uh, it, it became uh, some kind of meme in the in our Discord. Uh, every Wednesday is a, a fixing fixed day. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> when there is a huge update, it <laughs> completely uh, dumped out the, the extension for uh, at least uh, several days. So I was wondering, maybe not not for only for the extension, because maybe in uh, in the future there might be uh, some other third-party project that want to be part of uh, of this adventure. And uh, but how we could maybe. Um, create some channels or uh, procedure to um, help uh, the third-party developers to get into uh, maybe the uh, test phase uh, for the game or um, some kind of privilege uh, to know how the game is going to evolve and uh, how we could adapt to not uh, break uh, or uh, not project, but you, you see what I mean. Uh, sorry, you're on mute, uh, Kicks. Yeah, so so great question. So first of all, um, huge fan of of your project, and I know a lot of people in the community are huge fans of it uh, as well. Um, honestly, I was I, I was talking to the team the about like two weeks ago about just how much better it 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 makes the game and how much more fun it makes the game, just in terms of you know the UI improvements and and the data in the game. Um, when you turn it off, it's very obvious how, how much you like it. Um, <laughs> it. The game kind of feels like naked um, without it. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I, I, I think there's like a couple of parts to your question. Um, like, like, first of all, just, just from our side, we're never intentionally trying to, you know, make things harder for people that are, you know, building uh, mods and add-ons like, like you are. Um, I think part of, you know, what's just been happening is that we've been moving so fast and making so many changes and trying to tweak some things to make like the payload easier on Unity that we're essentially changing things and then we ship them and then everything, you know, breaks on your end. So I definitely yeah. like your idea of, of having some sort of communication channel um, so that we can you all can, yeah. yeah, you all can have a better idea of the direction we're going and what we're working on. Um, I think that's a great idea. I've, I've talked uh, with your business partner, uh, uh, Stormer, um, multiple times, uh, just trying to figure out like, you know, how to, how to best support you and, and the other uh, communities out there. Um, so yeah, first part of the question, communi better communication. I think we can definitely make that happen. And I, and I agree. Second part of the question or, or rather like solution is that like we need to really improve probably the api where you can access more data without having to do it via 
methods that are going to get broken all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's stuff. That's definitely something I've been talking with the team is like, how can we get more of the data just going through the API? Because then as long as the API is, is consistent. Right. And if we make any changes that influence the API, we let people know. And yeah, we also we like, yeah. We could adapt uh, in, uh, really fast because for for the moment we we kind of hack the game to gather the data exactly. we have. So <laughs> yeah, so like we're never we're never intentionally trying like because I basically what happened I, I was trying to understand over the weekend or late last week like what happened that broke the part of the app. And my understanding is that um, we like optimized some of our mm -hmm. payload back and forth in anticipation of making it easier for the unity hook in that's happening right now. And that kind of unintentionally, it didn't break the whole app of I'm understanding. It just broke some of like the in-game statistics. I think particularly people really like it for endless dungeons, I think. And yeah, because I got knocked out sure a lot of stats and uh, how the runes work, how the passive works, etc. And sadly, it's not possible anymore. Yeah. So I think uh, to answer like both parts of the question, a, I, I think we can definitely improve the communication channels and, and, and work with developers so that they have a better understanding of our roadmap and they can be prepared for changes. And mm -hmm. then the latter half is that we need to improve our API so that um, we're able to like just make it easier for you all to interact with it. So you're not having to screen scrape data. You're not having to do all of this clunky stuff. You're able to just like pull the data that you need through an API. Yeah, it should be uh, the the way to go. Uh, we know uh, it it takes time and it's a very uh, early stage of the game, so yeah, there is no problem. And we have no doubt that we, you are not trying to kill the extension. For sure, <laughs> it will not make any sense. <laughs> no, no, it would make. I, I actually was like talking about the team. I'm like, how could we like in, integrate, you know, it by like default for players, and was trying to figure out how that would work with Unity and all sorts of things. So yeah, uh, definitely big fan of the app uh the, the extension want to keep it going um and, and thriving um and yeah part of the communication or lack of communication definitely rests on me i've just been bound the past two months have been a whirlwind for me and i'm we're hiring up and shoring up some different positions like we just hired a senior game designer um last week who's getting onboarded this week and and some basically things are going to free me up to be able to like fix more fires like the fire that's happening right now with with developers oh that, that's very nice to you <laughs> right, uh, thank you for your answer now, you know your turn yeah thanks langley thanks nick uh yeah that was that was a contested day when crc went down in the turn in the tournament section. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i got three questions uh i'll take three turns to do it well cool i'm gonna i'm gonna do the good the bad, the bad slash and, critical, the and the fun. Oh, cool! Um, so we'll, we'll start it. with we'll start with the good. And to awesome. me, um, it's the community and the team. Like I, I've been in crypto for five years now. This is one of the coolest projects I've been involved in. Um, from the community with my attorney fam, Nikolai, Zero, Kenna, all those guys, <laughs> um, the streamers. You know, everybody's like it's a tight knit community feels that way you really pick up that vibe in the discord and then the team you guys do a great job uh we were just talking about communication and yeah we can improve on that but for the most part i think you guys listen to feedback soak it in it goes into your decision making i've seen it plenty of times like just stuff happening in the discord and then like the next week you guys make an announcement with some kind of in interpretation of that so it's really cool that you Thank guys you. Are, are listening um 
so my question around that is, you know, I'm hooked. I know a lot of the, there's probably like, I know a hundred people are hooked on the game, but uh, I know the goal that you mentioned or the team mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago was, you know, we're, we're trying to get this thing up to like a hundred thousand daily active users. Yep. And so my question would be, where are we now? And how, and, and how do we get there? Um, you know, it kind of looks like, I'm not seeing, well, I'm starting to see maybe in the tournaments a, a few newer people come in, but like, how do, how do we get newer people outside the game now in, um, and without, you know, spilling anything that you can't, but like, um, what, what does that entail? Like, are we looking at mobile apps to try to bring outside users in, or that's, that's my general question is how, how are we going to get long-term to hundred K daily active users? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic question. So. I mean, you know, ever since the beginning, we've been kind of, you know, slow growing organically and, and, it, and it's continued. Like we add, we grow by, you know, 10 to 20% every month consistently. That's great. But, uh, you know, multiply our current numbers by 10 and 20% and it'll take uh, a couple of years <laughs> or, uh, or at least, uh, you know, two years to get to 100,000 players. So yeah. uh, it's definitely not at, at, at the pace that we want it to be. Um, so uh of course we raised a big funding round so a big part of that has been hiring up and we also last week or the week before um did modeling for financials for the rest of the year and have budgeted a, a significant amount of funds uh to to market and try to grow the game um and so we have a couple of different options and avenues for that uh one thing that we're looking to implement soon is um is getting some some bigger streamers and some bigger uh, gaming influencers um incentivizing them to start talking more about our project um and growing via that route uh, but i i think that there's there's two parts to the to like the growth equation so one is the crypto side of gamers right and then the second is like traditional gamers that don't know much about crypto or as we know a lot of gamers hate crypto um so one of the reasons why we've been um, looking at ways to, you know, improve the potential earnings in the game, the potential ORM rewards in the game, is that we think that, yeah, we can grow 500 new users a month, just like with the game as it is, but in the game's getting more fun to play. But if we can make a game that is more fun to play in on a short-term horizon, has good ORM rewards, right? That can be a great catalyst to get a lot of crypto growth um and potentially poach players from other games out there uh that we know about that uh have a lot of players um but that's only a part of the equation um the the harder part is getting the traditional gamers in so we've you know and and, and that's more of like a longer play but i the working idea is that that would likely look like you said like mobile app and creating some sort of like free to play model where the free to play players are are like net spenders like they would be in normal free to play games right and then because of their spending activity the crypto side players can earn substantially more as a result and there's also all sorts of like interesting things like for example right you only can create potions on chain right but if you were able to bridge them into the game and then sell them to Laz, 
and then Laz was able to sell them to free-to-play players, right? You can start to see this like really cool economic model where free-to-play players are interacting with the crypto players um, and have that model all work out. But we're pretty close to getting the economic situation to where I think it's going to be like attractive for more crypto gamers. Um, and then we're going to really hit the, the pedal to the metal um, in the next week or so, uh, trying to grow our crypto gamer base. And then the long-term play um, is, is to you know, increase our, uh, you know, ability to like access traditional gamers. Now, like if you see games like Stefan right now, Stefan, right, has like, I think like 300,000 daily active users. Well, one of the differences between like us and them is, you know, they have a much bigger total addressable market, of course, right? We're a little bit more of a niche thing. I mean, World of Warcraft is a massive game, right? But like the amount of people that run versus the amount of people that like RPGs, Right. There's there's a different total addressable market um, there. But I think that that shows that, you know, if you look at that, you look at Axie Infinity, there's there's the potential to get hundreds of thousands of players just from crypto gaming. Um, and so I think that should be our focus for the next like six months is to really grow as much as possible um, with crypto gamers. And then like on a one year horizon, try to get like traditional gamers through like a free to play model. Um, so what you should expect to see is you should expect this to, to see us ramping up our advertising efforts over the next week or two, um, and, and try to get a lot of gamer crypto gamer growth. Um, we also have big things on the horizon, like the Raider international tournament that I think will be, um, a great marketing opportunity as well. But yeah, so short-term focus, we need to get more crypto gamers. And I think we can get tens of thousands, get it, get up to at least 50,000, uh, daily active players focusing on that market. And that market makes the most sense right now. I like the plan. Yeah, it sound, sounds good. And I think, like you said, the Raider Invitational, that's going to be in, something innovative, first of its kind. And then mm -hmm. I know you guys have been kind of holding the marketing push back for uh, until the Unity release. So Exactly, exactly. And like we're so we're so close to getting that done. And then also the last piece that I wanted to get into the game is true PvP. We're at, it's actually player versus player. It's not yes. player versus AI. Mm. And then being able to layer on some rewards to a matchmaking system. Because then I think we have like, you know, if you look back two months ago, it's not a real RPG. You're playing, you're fighting against AI and you're clicking one button. Right now right. we have abilities, right? We're about to get Unity, we're about to get true PvP, and we're about to get classes and class abilities. And I think that's a complete game. No, it's not like a fully polished game that's been built for two years, but that's like a complete feeling RPG game. You forgot you're, about the you hockey. You're grinding. Exactly. The hockeys were sick. Uh, uh, Tizassier <laughs> did that. He just decided to do it. He's like, yeah, I put hockeys in the game. I'm like, dude, what? this is so good. My this space is so bar good. is worn out, man. Oh, I bet, dude. We'll ship you a new one. We'll ship you a Crypto Raiders one. Same. <laughs> did you ever, did you answer, uh, do you know what the daily active users is? Oh, um, yeah. What are we at now? So our amount, of, our amount of unique wallets is like above 5,500. I think it's like 5,600 or something like that. Mm -hmm. In February, I think we were at like 4,400. So... Like we're, we're, we're growing like 10, like 500 new players, 10% a week. Yeah. And that was all without rewards. Right. So like now that we have the yeah. rewards in the place and the interesting thing about our game is like a lot of other games, like you get this, you get a, you get a, the same amount of reward for like the activity you're doing. But with our game, we have these cool stories where someone like rolls an Epic and they can sell it for $22. Right. And I feel like that kind of marketing hype is pretty cool. So I think that like, we're very close to being able to turn on the marketing engine and get a lot more. Um, crypto gamers so it's like 5600 unique wallets but then mm -hmm. if you include people that are like playing on other people's accounts yeah i think like we're like closer to like 
8,000. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe we peaked out at like 10,000. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good, but I mean, it, uh, it can be better. Y- you know, that's not a $200 million yeah. business, yeah. you know, 5,500 5, people. Is that, that number, is that number, uh, wallets holding Raiders or people yeah. actually like playing the like dungeon running? Yeah, that's wallets holding Raiders, but we can see the unique IPs like pinging the, uh, servers and it's, okay. yeah, it's, it's, it's high. Uh, okay. it's higher than that. Um, but like you know, Path of Exile started out as a very niche game, and if you li- listen about their origin story, like they were like, we need to get to ten thousand unique players to like break even, and then we can really start building a game, right? And they got to ten thousand players, and then they like finally cracked the code, uh, like after a year of you know development, and like really took it off. I mean, that's the thing is, I think like we're moving very quick, and we're close to getting to the good like you know marketing opportunity. I think mm-hmm. like when you look at games like Axie, like I think most people don't even know that they like started in t- twenty eighteen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they like really took off in 2021. Right. I think we can do it much faster, but like, you know, like some of it, you know, will take a little bit of time, but I think we're really close to like having all the pieces in place where we can just hit the go button. It's awesome. Good stuff. Merrick, you're up, buddy. All right. So um, there's something you touched on there that made me, makes me want to skip to the second question, but I'll go in order. Um, so obviously uh, the communities that you are constantly in Discord, constantly taking feedback and just absorbing feedback. Um, but given that that's Discord and Twitter and it's like kind of messy, has yep. the team thought about like uh, making a forum, like CR forum, to where you could like upvote, you know, more pressing feedback or like the community deems it like pressing feedback, like whether it's regarding LAS or abilities or dungeons or whatever it could be. Um, has the team like thought about something like that? We really haven't talked about it much, but I actually, I honestly think that's a fantastic idea because, you know, it's so hard for people to keep tabs on everything that's going on in discord, you know, if, especially if you're not tapped in 24 seven. Um, so I really, really like that idea. Like I literally spent so much time on the world of Warcraft forums, yeah, <laughs> especially on Tuesday when they were down for maintenance. I would just shit post on there all day. Actually fun story. I had a, I had a sticky thread in the rogue, uh, in the rogue forum uh for like a new build that i created and then like i stopped playing six months later and i like spammed a link to like a super stupid business idea i was doing and they permabanned me um <laughs> but and so i lost my sticky status but i love the forum idea because it just it allows people to absorb information a lot easier and see like the trending topics a lot easier and mm-hmm. and setting up a forum is is very easy. So I think that that's something that we could get going. I, I completely agree with that. I think and that's for great. y'all, like it, it'll be good for the community, but even for you guys, totally. like, you not like I I can't imagine you guys are like just two AM scrolling through these like messages. I mean, it's awesome that you guys do yeah. that, but I feel like it's very time consuming and very you know. And it's, it's a little a harder too to like see all of the opinions. Like if you have a thread, you know, you can see all the opinions at once versus like in Discord, you're seeing all the opinions scattered across three days yeah. in like a hundred conversations. Yeah. So, so that's that's great feedback. I think we can definitely make that happen. Yeah, that's a great idea, man. That's Mary. awesome. That is a great idea. Awesome, awesome. Okay. Um, well, that's my one question until we'll we go around again. Belay, what you got for us? Um, I mean, um, I talk about this subject a long time ago but uh, I'm a lot into guilds for mm-hmm. the game and uh, we didn't have very much time to uh, talk about that subject uh, anymore since the last uh, Q&A uh, 
uh, stream. So uh, just wanted to know if you have any news about that or if you want to just talk about what is might be possible on that, that side. Yeah, yeah, fantastic question. So um, I, I actually, this week or late last week, I talked to Core uh, just to get an estimation of how much it would talk or how much it would take to do a variety of things. One, increase the amount of people that can be in guilds to allow guild members to change the gear on their characters three allowing guild members to be able to use dungeon keys four allowing guild members to sell to las with some sort of split wallet split um and he said it's definitely uh like a medium level lift it would take like a couple of weeks to implement so we just have to like figure out the right time to slot it into the roadmap but I think those are very pressing needs that would make the guild functionality significantly better. I think the hardest one out of all of them is the dungeon key part because of how it interacts with the wallets. Um, but I think it's much easier to like potentially allow people to um, like switch the gear and other things. But it'd be like a two to three week move. So we and i like we have investors you know that are literal guilds you know what i mean and they're like they're <laughs> nicely asking for the exact same you know kind of functionality so it's it's very important to me to get it out so basically like the the two biggest things we're trying to do short term is true pvp with matchmaking and unity unity is taking way longer than expected because the basically the unity unity team built the entire <laughs> unity build off of client side and i don't know if you all remember but like in february when they're like halfway through their build we switched everything to server side and we switched to server side for like many important reasons the primary one being like that's the only way that you can ensure that there's no cheating going on in the game uh but then we made this switch um and uh yeah they they have like we're basically having to gut all of the code <laughs> And yeah, I'm a, these... I'm a Unity developer too. Uh, I know what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, like right. literally, they built the game to go down, like you know, a four-lane highway, and then we're telling them well, we need to go by boat. You know what I mean? And so, uh, so basically, people on our team are diving in with the Unity team to speed up the like the recoding to make everything work for uh, for server side, um, and I think that's going to accelerate the process. And then true PvP matchmaking. Once we get those both out of the way, then like on the short list of stuff is like disenchanting, crafting, um, improving guilds, uh, class abilities, um, and the whole class system. So like improving guilds is definitely on the short list for me, especially now that we have like LAS earnings in place. And I think that like there's just going to be a lot more demand for the guild functionality. But uh it made me think this kind of short term short term view for the guilds is more around uh like i mean uh just a scholar guild for every uh big crypto player who want to um, manage but you're talking more about like actually like true rpg guilds right you're talking yeah. about like the so, uh, real it, guilds yeah is it i mean to have a, a community around uh, one theme, one uh one ob objective it might be in the far future but more exactly uh, a warlike guild and and so you all would want like other features like you know a chat system although we could like you know guilds could just talk through discord maybe that's but the top you, priority it could be possible to customize this uh, ecosystem of guild but more into um, uh, the crypto side like uh, it, it could be more like a, an ecosystem 
like a, a little yes. company. You have a guild chest and a different role on the guild, and uh, several uh, people are only uh, used to manage that kind of uh, thing. You can uh, have a budget for every riders in the team, every players. So it could be a very like interesting. A, a, a guild, a guild bank that like people can pull things in yeah. and out of. Um, yeah, no, that's a great question. So uh, Mac Arthur on our team. He hit me up like a couple of weeks ago and he's like, dude, I feel super strongly that like guilds should be on chain, meaning that you could create it so that guilds could have like governance protocols like built into them. Yeah. Right. So like if you have a guild of a hundred players, like guild can act as an entity. They the can act as an entity. They can vote and be like, okay, we have 10,000 major health potions. Like we should sell half of them to the market and use that money to go make damage potions. And you could like actually have that um you could actually have that all be like on-chain governance so uh so yeah mac arthur's like super bullish on that i personally like really want guilds to yeah they can have you know scholar features but the scholar mm -hmm. features can even be functional for just like normal guilds but i also want guilds to be exactly like what you said which is like just a true rpg guild people coming together with a common goal to raid top end bosses or they're a pvp guild or they're a farming guild you know what i mean we really yeah. want that to flourish exactly say but it's more like a, a long-term perspective but well yeah and then also like get gilded said chat is secondary to a guild being able to do something in the game together even even if not on the same screen i i completely agree with that and i love that idea um we're also working like one of the things that i wanted to do is once we help the unity team catch up and be able to launch that is putting the unity team on building an overworld um experience where maybe it's like 20 to 40 players in a mm -hmm. server at any given time you have a bunch of servers and then what's really cool is then like people can go in and they can show off their swag they can chat with each other like i want to make it so that you can mount up and dismount in the in there and then also one of the new senior game designers that we brought on he did this whole like research and analysis on diablo 2 and how trading made it like trading was actually a huge social aspect of the game but everyone mm -hmm. thought it was just like economical and i just think it would be so cool if we can also get trading into the overworld as well um because i think it, it would just be so cool like you got you know ballet um haggling with merrick moon in 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 a overworld and you're just sitting there watching and you know they're going back and forth <laughs> or people can you know trash talking to each other way exactly. better than exactly. <laughs> come like, drill me <laughs> yeah then there's all sorts of like interesting like social effects that are like created from that you know you build relationships with people when you like trade with them and you you know talk with them and i think that's like that kind of social aspect is really lacking in crypto gaming and if we can get like a cool overworld functionality even if it's just like 20 players to start you know what i mean it would be yeah be awesome. a more you will start to look like a to a real MMO. Yes, exactly. It'd be really, uh, really fun. A hundred percent. I love, I love talking about guilds and hearing anything about that. Like for me, when I played World of Warcraft, the only thing keeping me going in that game for five years was my guild. Like playing with yep. my friends every single day. That like I made some great friends through that game. So I can't. That like I'm so hyped for that. Um, Malforian, what you got for us, buddy? Uh, yeah, I just, I'll, I just want to talk about that for a little bit. Um, like you said, the, guild, the guilds are, especially any game, like I've played a lot of mobile games, uh, Summoner's War, mm. Idle Heroes, and then I've played like obviously Warcraft, Starcraft, Diablo. Yep. But yep. you get the first thing you hit is the PVE, 
which is it holds your attention for a while. It's fun. Mm -hmm. And then you get into the 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 uh, simple PvP. Yep. But then, like you said, the guild the guilds is what lasts forever for a long time and, and what holds what and builds those social bonds games. that make you stay yeah. longer yeah. than the game is like super exciting yeah. and new. It's so fun. And and uh, another point of it is. I'm getting, I, I see new people joining every day and um, being one of the, like one of the consistent tourney players, they're reaching out to me sometimes. I'm getting like direct messages on Discord saying, hey, how should I build this character? I, I see yours is pretty good. Like, what can I do? And it would just be great if we had guilds because then you could bring bring some of the new, yeah. new guys in and just, you know, train them up, teach yeah. them. I think it's going to be great. So. Yeah, I love that. Um, my second question, I guess the critical is uh more on the tokenomic side so maybe yep. it's a nat would would have the the more answers but i think i think i think you've got it too nick um the i think orm has done a pretty good job of of holding value yep. um in fact i think it just got out of hand for a while <laughs> it got a little crazy during that january game five pump yeah orm, like 50 cents. probably right around where it should be to be yep. honest um i'm a little worried about raider though uh i've you know, I like I said, I've been in crypto five years. I've been uh, part of a lot of farming tokens yep. and and dumped a lot of them and, and held some. Um, yep. And with, and with Raider, the only time I've ever sold was day one. For all you guys that bought Raider on day one, I, I sold the exact bottom. So you can thank <laughs> me for that. <laughs> I sold it like 25 cents and then it just spiked from there. Um, Feels bad, man. But yeah, I... I'm holding and uh, accumulating, and um, yep. it's still up from, uh, you know, a lot of people are seeing the price and being like, oh, it's down from $10. But, you know, us that were there at day one and saw it at 50 cents, at even a dollar, you know, you're still up over 100%. So, but uh, I could understand the sentiment around people getting nervous about it and Very just much so. wanting to see what you guys have planned for that uh, short term and long term. Uh, one of the things, I thought would be really cool and you probably can't tell me, but uh, you guys mentioned the ultimate goal of CRs to be kind of like a the blizzard of the blockchain, mm -hmm. the, like a studio. This is just the first of many games, right? Mm -hmm. And what if Raider was like going to continue to be the studio token for all of these games? Yeah, and that and that definitely is that definitely is the plan. Like you know, anything we build under Crypto Raiders um the business will all tie in to those tokens so that's that's definitely the the long-term plan maybe okay. we launch a new kind of game and we don't use orem for whatever reason but like you know raider is always going to be the governance utility token across our eventual family of products we of course have a lot of time to do that but i'm really glad that you brought this question up because i did want to address this and this was one of the many pieces of the economic issues that I've been seeing in our game uh, and and things that I wanted to address. So like the first thing was, is that while I still think that we were right, that if you can get a crypto game down to a $50 entry fee, you're going to long-term be able to attract a ton of new players that just don't want to drop, you know, $3,000 on an NFT to play a game, right? But what we didn't fully appreciate was the gravity effect that that would create, that that would drag down all the previous generations. And without intending to do it, what we did is, is we made it easier 
for new players and punished existing players. And so that was part of like the big like back and forth that Nat and I were having on the call was I was like, the reason why the floor is where it is is because that's where recruitment is. And as long as there's open recruitment, the floor will get pegged to that price. And then that is going to be the base price that everything else is priced off of. So originally I was saying like, we need to take a recruitment up to like 125 bucks or 150 bucks, get recruitment to like 0.3, 0.5. People will buy through all of the cheaper Raiders. And then that's the new floor. But then you're just kind of going in the opposite direction. Now you're making it harder for new players to support older players. So that's when after 20 minutes of arguing back and forth, like Nat came up with this genius idea. Well, what if we just improve the rewards for the older generations? And then we don't have to increase the price for new players to come in, but we can improve everything for our, our existing players, our existing community that has bet on us and held on and held their assets and have played for six months. We can, through this model, like help them out. That was a big problem. That's what I was saying. I'm like, I'm seeing all of these people that have been in the community for so long and like they're, they're sitting on Raiders that are like down 50%. Yep. And like, we just can't have that. Cause like, they're just going to be like, they helped us build this game and I don't want them to be upset. So we implemented that economic change, which I think is fantastic. You already see that it has improved the prices for previous generations. And that was our goal is like, let's make sure that the existing players don't feel neglected and feel like we care about them, which we do and want to take care of them. And so now I can set my eyes on the other problems on the economic side, which is, which is the token side of the business. So one thing that I, I, I don't think like, I'm sure some people in the community are aware of, but like some people may not fully appreciate is that with our current tokenomics model, we are rewarding liquidity providers with 10% of our entire token supply every year, right? So if you just do the math, right? Over the next year, 10 million Raider tokens will be given to liquidity providers. At the current prices, that's two, that's $25 million. So mathematically, we would need $25 million of new money to come in and buy those tokens just for the price to be where it is a year from now, right? And bootstrapping the liquidity was super important early in the game so that, you know, if you wanted to buy Raider, there was someone to buy it from. And if you wanted to buy Orem, there was someone to buy it from. But now we're at a stage where we're much more established at a game. Like, that is a huge negative Think because a lot of people in the community ask, they're like, I, I don't see any whales selling, so why price keep going down? Well, Agreed. it's because there's DeFi farmers sitting on 100% APRs and are just dumping, 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 right? And so that's a big problem. That's part of the reason why we switched to uh, this liquidity or sorry, this bonding program so that we can get more of our own liquidity so that we don't have to give out as, ma as many rewards. But like, even MacArthur and our team kind of like jokingly said, he's like, yeah, I've been in the Orem USDC pool for like six months now, and your rewards are quite generous. He kind of said, you know, like, you know, sarcastically funny. So I think that's a big problem. Um, and here's the thing is that like a, a lot of people could, would would probably still happily sit in the liquidity pools for 30% APR or 40% APR, right? But like 100% is really high, especially since we were like not a new project that has super insane risk we've been around for a while we're a legitimate prod project right like we right. don't need these crazy apr levels to keep people in the liquidity pool so that's an economic problem that's like next on the agenda to solve because if you just imagine if we got rid of the liquidity rewards immediately like right now right or like nerf them immediately 
you would you would definitely see some DeFi farmers leave, and that would be like short term, maybe negative on the price. But then you're going to eliminate pretty much all of the sellers, and then new players and new people coming in would you would start to see positive buying pressure. So that's one part of the problem. The other part of the problem is like improving the the Raider staking side, and the, and they can almost kind of solve the problems for each other. We're like looking at a potential like V two form of staking, where it'd be like liquid staking, and you get rewarded the longer that you like hold your tokens. We're we're working on some logistics for that. But the short answer is is that a big part of the problem is the amount of a emissions that we are giving out, um, and we also provide our own liquidity and don't stake it so people are getting even higher emissions than they should because we have like two million dollars of our own liquidity in the game right now so that that is something that that we need to fix but then also we have to increase the utility narrative for yep. raider like why would actual players want to buy it right and that's why we're doing this raider battle pass where you can take your amount of runs from one to three um then you have to buy x amount of raider to activate that three month long battle pass on your character. And then we're pulling that Raider, you know, out of the ecosystem. And I think that that's going to be the start of many initiatives to give more utility Raider where we can actually have, um, you know, more, more, it, it being more in demand because it has actual use. So it's like a two part problem there. One is like reducing the amount of rewards, accelerating the bonding programs so that we can eventually get rid of the rewards. Cause if you think about this, every, we're not changing the amount that the team and investors and you know, like, we're not changing the team allocation, right? So the, the, the community allocation is like, I think it's like 60 or 65%, right? So every percent of tokens that we give to the LP providers, those are tokens we can't give to the community in one way, shape or form, right? Whether it's PVP matchmaking rewards or whether it's, if you take down this, ultra hard raid boss like your guild earns raider right like we're just giving it to people that are just wanting to dump it on the market and increase supply because i mean what when did our tokens launch in september i mean i should know this off the top of my head yeah yeah but okay so september october november december january february march april um yeah i'm counting on my hands that's eight months eight million new tokens have been emitted out on the market right that is just a ton of supply and that's like a big part of the reason why we're having price issues so we need to fix that and then we need to create more utility for raider which is the whole purpose of it um and that's going to add more demand for it so that uh, the first part of the economic problem was i need to make sure we don't have a riot on our hands because everybody that believed in our product their floor prices are in the gutter so we we fixed that problem through a very elegant solution that i think is a win-win yep. now now my sights are on the economy side and figuring figuring out how to fix that yeah because without permadeath we still don't have it um it, it, like you said i had characters that could clear the latest dungeon on heroic but nobody's buying them because they just want to buy the cheapest floor exactly price. and so and now, now there's I, a real incentive yep and i think i think i agree i agree with you we're at the point where to be honest i've been farming orm usdc pretty hard but i haven't been selling but uh yeah i would i would not mind at all at this point like if we start giving that more to the people playing the game and that or just not giving it out at all in the short term right and just like yeah. reducing some of the uh the the sell pressure on it um and we don't even have to completely get rid of the rewards we can just normalize them to a level that is like not i mean literally just think about it 24 million dollars 25 million dollars in the next year of raider has to be bought to keep the prices 
that's where tough. they're at, right? That's 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 not an easy. Yeah, we get Axie Infinity level growth. Sure, that'll work out. But like, you shouldn't build your business off of that. So we 110% need to, uh, you know, need to fix that. Part of the thing that we're thinking is we can just get rid of the Matic pools, move move part of that uh, uh, Raider rewards to the uh, ETH and USDC pools, concentrate the liquidity. Right. And then accelerate the bonding program and pull back some of the rewards. So mm-hmm. I, I still have to talk to Nat and the team and like figure that all out. But I think that's like the solution. Consolidate the liquidity. Accelerate the bonding program, decrease the amount of rewards. And I think that will be like a, a great short term solution. Cool, cool. Love it. Merrick Moon. I up? You're up, okay. my friend. Yeah, so um, you've been, as we know, you've been very adamant and passionate about like CR getting to the point where you can do those WoW style like raids and dungeons where yes. there's like five mans, ten mans, yep. and all things like that. Um, given that, that'll really change the way the game is now, kind of, if you think about it. Like, how, how do you guys envision that? Will Basically, will that be done with the current design and format of the game, or is there a phase planned where we'll see a completely like a complete overhaul of how we experience CR? Yeah, great question, right? Because like uh, it, we've actually already coded the the server side, and I'm sure Belay is very aware of this, um, <laughs> so that uh, like we can have multiplayer combat, like all like we're not going to have to rebuild the whole system in order to facilitate multiplayer um, combat. The real question is like do we want fantasy final fantasy style combat or pokemon style combat or do we want to go to like a tile based combat system um the cool thing about a tile based combat system is you can add so much more like interesting complexity to the flight that fights like for example if you're fighting a dragon right and like randomly the dragon will do like a cone attack right um like a, a cone attack like you can really only do on like a, a tile sided thing. And then like, you know, your tank needs to move the, you know, aggro in a certain direction, yada, yada, yada. One of the challenges potentially challenges potentially with like uh, movement based systems is that if they're not done right, they can be really clunky and boring and slow down combat. Um, one game that I've been looking at is it's called tactical monsters arena. It's on mobile. You should, mm-hmm. I would suggest everyone play, but they have a really clean, timer-based like tile movement pvp game that i think is like really fun so um we have to we have to figure out like which direction that we want to go i i lean to thinking that if you can make the movement fun and not annoying and clunky then it adds a lot more strategic complexity to the game um but i I do know that like a lot of people um do prefer like Pokemon style or Final Fantasy style combat. I think that short term, we probably do Pokemon style or Final Fantasy style combat because we already, we can very easily turn that into multiplayer. Yeah. Um, and and the, the tile based stuff we would want to do right, it would take more time. So I think short term. Um, so we're going to get uh, true PvP matchmaking in, right? We have a couple other things on the agenda. And then I would love to like start working on like a three or five man PvE dungeon. So, so sorry, just to tie that because this part's very interesting for for I think everyone to know where you're heading, even in like a one, two, or three, or like what would like how can I say this? I guess like 
WoW 2005, where everything is kind of like established, you know, or like BC or like Burning Crusade. Like basically, yep. this is what WoW is. This is what WoW offers. Um, like how how would that look? And I know you talked about or the team talked about like going to mobile and being on the App Store or Google Play or anything mm-hmm. like that. That'll like all of these decisions really affect the game, right? Like, are you totally. making this for like PC and then mobile compatible, or it's going to be a mobile type game that's also PC compatible? And like that whole overworld aspect of like, how will it look? Will people be chilling and like Portwin? I don't know if we've voted like, <laughs> like yeah. confirmed, but I like Portwin. Anyway, <laughs> uh, if we decided on Portwin, and then are we going to go? into the instance like are we going to go to hogger are we going to go to children's cries is that how it's going to work out like that i for me it's more yeah that visual like yeah. overhaul is that happening or is it really going to go for final fantasy turn-based even towards the end like the final finished product yeah so final finished product like i i i don't have like a for sure answer but like i do know for sure like yeah we're gonna have like your import when hanging out you can go over and you can uh talk to laz or you can go over to the potion merchant or you can go over to your bank um like very very much like runescape or world of warcraft like that's that's how we envision it um and then yeah you probably go into instances to do the different you know uh different battles but like you know potentially if you want to go fishing right like you actually have to like travel to the the fishing zone on the map. So that that is the game plan. And the thing is, is that we can still make that work on mobile because we're not trying to be like World of Warcraft style graphics. So like mobile phones can handle that that kind of uh, like connection capacity because like the 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 lift, like the graphical like pressure that it's going to put on their phone, like isn't super high. I'm a PC gamer. Um, I don't want to get carpal tunnel syndrome, so I don't play mobile yeah. games too, too often. Like my hands get all jacked up when I try it, but like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you can't deny the amount of growth potential that is on mobile, but like I, last week I was downloading all of these mobile RPG games just to like see where they're at. And they're all the same fucking thing, dude. Like you just run yep. down left to right and you just whack people. And it's just like, it's not like, I'm surprised there isn't like more of like a World of Warcraft or RuneScape, RuneScape style mobile game because it would be so good. I just think a lot of mobile game studios, uh, like one person innovates and then everyone else copies, you know, and you, and you just get like a hundred versions of like the same style of game. So I would love for us to be like the first one to bring like a World of Warcraft kind of vibe. And we wouldn't be the first. I mean, Albion Online is mobile optimized. Like Albion Online is very much like a World of Warcraft style game and it works perfectly fine on mobile. So um Cool. Yeah, and I think you can still attract casual gamers just by having like simple things that they can do, but you can still have that more complex layer on top. Bro, okay. uh, inter- cool. interrupt you real quick. Um, Helvy just dropped a twenty sub bomb on. Damn, us. dude, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Damn, Helvy. Helvy, Helvy, show us who the whale is here. Love you, Helv. Um, all right, you guys have three questions left, and then I've got a, cu- a few uh, community questions we're going to ask, and then we'll wrap it up. Awesome. Uh, Belay, what Yo, you got? Uh, just one quick question. Uh, a long time ago, you talked, uh, were on the blog, there were a post uh, talking about uh, some um, budget for uh, third-party products. Yep. Uh, can, do you have any news about that? <laughs> yeah, we've gotten we that got pushed back just because the the amount of uh, uh, fires we're trying to put out and all of the other things that we're trying to do, um, but we we still very much want to make that happen. So like the original idea was to have like a 
and, and here's the thing, Bella, you'll be the first one to know that like we don't have like the a API or SDK capabilities to really make it easy for third party developers. But like the whole like long term vision for me, specifically with like that kind of stuff, is that every single cool game mode that has come out over the last 20 years started as a mod, right? Everyone in first person shooters, or at least a lot of people, they play battle royales not very many people know battle royale started as an arma 2 mod in like 2015 it's they literally started the genre right and then like Daisy league of legends and MOBA for, for MOBA 3 exactly but the the thing is is that these mods these mod creators they create literally multi-billion dollar industries and they get zero dollars from it right and the blockchain has the perfect ability to solve it right because we have tokenomics and we could literally make it so that like if someone creates a mod and it's super popular the creators of the mod can actually get rewarded for their game use and this is what i think is going to be the most game breaking or like groundbreaking opportunity in blockchain gaming is facilitating people to create the next dota to create the next battle royale but the mods are actually getting rewarded for the work that they put in and because of that you create this like insane flywheel um so but that like to get to that level to really support that that's like probably like a year from now but to answer your question in the short term like the original idea was to have like almost like a shark tank kind of thing and people could come on and like pitch ideas for like different mini games and stuff like that and then the yeah and then the community would decide like which ones to fund um I think we need to get our economy in a better state before everyone's like, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's throw a Raider out to like all these people left and right. But I do think in like the short term, we can do something to just show our support to mods and, and like help the mods out. Like, I mean, it's, it's crazy ballet to think about that. Like 30% of like unique wallets use uh companion, right? That's like absolutely massive. <laughs> um, 30%, one out of three people. Right. And you, I think you guys, you won one of the grants that we did um way back uh, in the day. yeah the the first one yes the 10k or 5k or whatever yeah so i think we could potentially and we do... were up like for two weeks only two weeks we were up for two weeks and, and now look we at were... you now now look at you now yeah. um so i think we could probably do something like that potentially in the short term like a uh and we could maybe do it with the governance vote system so it can't get like discord hacked um yeah. or like you can't manipulate the vote as easily but like doing something yeah, yeah. else like that and maybe like a mini version of like the shark tank thing but my problem is i have like a million ideas and i can't can't keep my mouth shut and then like <laughs> and then i realize that we have a limited amount of things we can work on but i definitely think that we can get something in the short term that would be cool either like another grant program just to some more support some of the developers um or like try to do like a mini version of like the shark tank thing but it would just suck if someone had like a great idea and then they're like okay i want to build it and we're just like good luck man uh here's our api and <laughs> yeah hey, that's ciao. That, yeah exactly and that's not nearly enough okay okay i love, I love that question boy that's, a, that's a great I, I take question. it i take it <laughs> all right malforian am i saying your yeah, name right malforian am i saying your name right malforian right from wow yeah, okay. Yeah, from wow. Making sure. And then every, every, I Stop never that regrowth in those cyclones. <laughs> See, I was never a big uh, World of Warcraft player, but I was a huge Hearthstone player. And okay, that's, uh, that's where uh, I got Malfurion from. Go. Dude, I well, love Malfurion as a healer in uh, in uh, Heroes of the Huts? Storm. Yeah. I played the shit out of Heroes of the Storm, dude. I was uh, I was a uh, who's the dude with the fucking hammer? How am I blanking out of his name? And he throws the Bro? hammer. No, uh, Uther, he has the jump. Murden, Murden, oh, Murden, yeah. huge Murden player, dude. Mm. I liked the uh, white man. White man was cool. 
white man's dirty, dude. Very art, like very like uh, kind of like a Vala. You know what I mean? Like so, super yeah, bursty, yeah. but like super uh, glass cannon. Heroes of the yeah. Storm community game night is what I'm hearing. Oh, dude, Tyrael <laughs> and I clocked a ton of hours in that. Tyrael plays Thrall and Falstad, dude. I'm with it. He either goes he, on Thrall, he either goes like 18 and 4 or like 4 and 18. It's like not, never anything in between. He's not consistent. Uh, it happens. He either <laughs> snowballs. You're in the nature will rise against you. Yes. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, yeah, just to close up on a couple of belay. Uh, yeah. Thanks for CRC, man. I, I didn't I didn't even know it existed until like two weeks ago. And then when it broke. Oh, like, really? No. Nah! <laughs> <laughs> it's just kicking and screaming. And uh I, I'm yeah. Eric for, for bringing up the guilds. I'm so excited. I, ju I just actually thought of another idea, like this battle pass we're doing. When you implement these these big five v one bosses or ten v one guild bosses, you could put that on the battle pass as like you know that done that boss is only open for like twenty four yes. forty eight hours. Yes, and you need a battle pass to get yes. access to it. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Uh, all right, so I got a fun one. Let's do a lightning round. I'm going to ask you five questions, Nick. You, Let's you can, do it. You can do them quick or just expand on them. Uh, Love it. Yeah. All right. Bitcoin or ETH? ETH. For sure. Favorite food? Ooh, uh, Philly cheesesteaks. Sweet. Are you beaches or mountains? Great question. I live by the beach, but man, I, I love the mountains. Uh, mountains. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> you can snowboard on them too. <laughs> I do both, yeah. I, I, I scuba dive and snowboard. So there you go, man. <laughs> Up and down. Uh, favorite music genre? Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I really like, I, 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 funny enough, I really like rap. But my, my uh, I, I don't know if that's funny enough. Like old but, school rap, like Tupac? Or... Oh, yeah, dude. Or like yeah. Lil Flip. Like this is the way yeah. we ball. Like, you know, 90, <laughs> 90s stuff. Um, but my wife uh, like absolutely loves country. And like when we first started dating, it's like all she played in the car, and I just absolutely hated it. But like now, over the years, it's like kind dude, of country's good, man. What's wrong on rap? Like, why do people hate on country? America, I used no, to like it. I just grown old school R and B. Like, oh. I don't think R and B is as good as it used to be. It's the blues, oh, that's, man. That's, that's where it comes from. You like a little Wyclef Jean? Yeah, yeah. he doesn't know who that is. <laughs> I know. I asked, you know, not period. No, said, yeah, white like gloves for sure. Yeah, yeah. white gloves, Jean, man. Yeah. I only yeah. need one kiss of Mrs. Marie. Right. Our viewership just went down to five. That's... <laughs> oh god, I've been going Rastafarian lately. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, four twenty, man, blaze it up. Uh, and then last one, uh, what's your bucket list travel spot, man? That you haven't been to. That's a great question. I really want to go to um, Southeast Asia, like Vietnam or. Um, something like that, but um, I also want to go back to the motherland. I'm, you know, 50% German. I've never been to Germany. I want to go to Oktoberfest. Nice. I'm trying to do that this year. So. Oh, danke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love cool, it. man. Well, we got to know a little bit more about yeah, you. Yeah, dude, I love that. that, was, that was good. I appreciate yeah. you being on and answering questions, man. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, dude. I, awesome. I, I, we really, really care about this game. I mean, here's the thing. I, I made, like, I, if I just cared about money, I would just be NFT training like I did last year and I would just be up so stupid, but there's no fulfillment in that. And I, this is, I've played games my whole life and this is like such an amazing opportunity that the community has given me and the rest of the team to like try to build a great video game. And so for me, it's like, I care so much every day to try to make this great 
you know, not, you know, for the community, for the team, for everyone that like, I really just appreciate like all of y'all's support through like up and down through thick and thin. Um, it's, it's like really, really appreciate. I just want you all to know that like, we're going to make this the best or die trying. Like there's no in between. We're not like this project. It's like, Oh, we tried it for six months. Uh, we're going to take the treasury and buy some Lambos and thanks everyone. Like good try. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're taking that treasury from $10 million to $0, uh, or it's going to go to a hundred million dollars. Cause we, made it made a great game like one like or the it. other but we're not that's gonna good. get up that's what's up that is hype all right merrick hearts and chat hearts and chat guys <laughs> <laughs> all right um so this question is basically um so anybody that's ever watched my stream or hear me talk um i probably can't like every other sentence is about wow and i think one of the reasons well well i got brought in is because of wow um brought into crypto raiders and my i guess my question is a big part of wow or just mmos in general uh and he mentioned this regarding yeah. trading being yep. a social uh, fabric yeah um how complicated is this going to be because materials and professions and crafting and all that kind of go back to DeFi, you know and kind of get out of the game like when yep. we talk about you know potions and anything like that yep um even the auction house and i don't i still don't know i mean i did that interview with nat and you yep. got he, he kind of leaked that the code is pretty much done i don't know if you guys yeah. decided on in-game or um like in-game or out of game but um like what are the obstacles with that is like are you getting a more well-rounded idea of like how to do it where it'll feel like an mmo like i don't know if you played new world or what wow is doing with 10.0 where they have like um trading orders now or like profession work orders that's like, cool yeah so like the wow's finally doing it like they stole a good idea um <laughs> so basically yeah like if you're a blacksmith you know and you have whatever you list it up and then people that need it that don't go through leveling that professions you know could benefit like basically it, it creates that economy creates that social fabric um but given that this is crypto that kind of makes it hard, right? Because you're kind of going out of the game and you're just basically just swapping. Yeah. So, so I've done a ton of thinking yeah. on this and I've talked to a lot of different people and, and some people that I very much respect. Like one of one of the guys, he was a major influence in us getting the investment deal closed. And he personally owns, I'm not even joking, millions of dollars of the Raider token um, and like deeply cares about the game. And he i was on a call with him and he's like dude don't fucking build the auction house on chain dude he's like that's the worst idea ever because it's literally you're literally just going to make it so hard to use and like it's just you're like completely removing it from the game which is like you want to get an item and you want to go list it on the auction house or you want to get an item you want to go in the overworld and trade it you don't want to open up your metamask wallet bridge it out of the game go to an auction house approve the transaction Buy, or buy something bridge it back in the game etc 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 like the whole like thing is is that like a lot of people in crypto want things on chain because it's like you know it's part of crypto right and like i completely get that and i was like super bullish on that at first but like the more that like i think about it the more i'm just like it's got it's it's probably got to be in game like even though that we've spent the money and the time to build on the auction house and we we can do a little bit of both and the auction house 
or the on-chain marketplace still has a lot of utility because we have all of these nfts we have raiders mounts mobs etc getting all that on our own marketplace makes a lot of sense because then we can take the open fees that we're normally paying and we can burn that off like we can burn that orm off and create a positive benefit for like the economy but like if you just look at the game and try to make the game as best as possible it just makes complete sense to like have it in the game and you're 100 right that like all of the farming stuff it's like out of the game and so that is awkward in and of itself as well the reason why we did the economic stuff on chain is because um we have very talented solidity devs and we have um a shortage of like what we can do in game right so if we wanted to do all of this economic stuff in game right away then um then it would be at the sacrifice of doing all these other things it'd be at the sacrifice of abilities matchmaking improving guilds all this other stuff so like my idea was like okay we can build a great game and then at the same time we can bootstrap an awesome economy on chain and we've kind of like hinted at this but like maybe eventually you can do it in in game and out of game um or we have certain things that you can do in game like fishing has to be in game you know what i mean like fishing has to be in game right but like maybe certain things can still stay on chain like potion farming and stuff like that and there's still solutions to make it so like if you have trading that people can just trade for potions like atrix has said he's like i would use potions but i don't want to deal with all the on-chain crap um so if there was a potion merchant in game that bought from the on-chain liquidity pools and then marked it up by 10 percent and you could just go to a person potion merchant in game right that's like a great solution or if people can trade then like the people who do the work on chain bring it into the game they can charge like whatever they want for it um but yeah man i'm i'm completely with you like that that, that that's the challenge that like we have to like you know figure it's out so like yeah and so what i was thinking is because like i think that like you know getting trading could going could potentially be easier than building an in-game marketplace so like if we could get the overworld live and then like allow people to trade in game then that could be like really exciting and it would create a, like a lot of social activity and then like eventually get an auction house but i think we can still and then there's this whole like argument of like oh well like the nft should have interoperability between other games and that's why they should be on chain nfts like we could still like build a bridge to do that if people want to do it and there's still a real use case for the marketplace because you can buy all of the nfts on there there's still going to be huge demand for that but like also when you think about like if a if a um nft is worth uh, an item is worth 10 cents like what is the cost to bridge it out list it mm. transfer it send it back into game yeah. like it's just going to be a death by a thousand cuts on the economic liquidity versus if it all stays in game there's none of that jazz and then just from a player standpoint it's way better I'm probably going to get a lot of DMs from the team being like, what the fuck are you talking about on this thing right now? But like, <laughs> I, ha I, it's been something that I've been thinking for like a month and I'm just let like, it, really, let like, it go, my, let it go. My guts, my gut says that it's gotta <laughs> be in game. That's the best way to build it for the yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a DAO cool. vote, maybe a DAO vote. Yeah. Maybe a DAO vote. Let's uh, put it up. Yeah. Forum, forum win. Yes. Forum win. Put it on the forum. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So Thanks, we're going to just, I just have uh, one out of the box question, uh, completely random. Uh, Kinan yeah, uh, asked me uh, to ask you if you minted some voxels. Uh, I minted the voxels. Uh, ask him if it's still going. I totally forgot to do that today. Is he pissed? Because I think I said I was super bullish on voxels. <laughs> He's probably in an active rug right now. Uh, uh, let me. He said. Uh, 
Oh man, oh, I'm so tired. Uh, tell, tell him, uh, tell him I'll, I'll buy one of them off of him uh, so that he okay. loses lots of money if they don't work out. He said if you, <laughs> if you, don't, if you don't buy them, he's going to, sell, uh, to steal your moon build. Okay, oh. yeah. Uh, good luck, buddy, because I have that in a Fort Knox gold mine because that thing is going to 100 E. Um, but I'll ping him about the voxels because he hit me up. That's funny. All right. We're going to move in uh, to community questions that I pulled from chat cool. um, and yeah. then wrap this up. Um, uh, do you have any information regarding the next step for permadeath? Um, and I keep seeing it, you know, talked about in the discord, um, people posting in chat about it. Um, yep. What's the next step for permadeath? Yeah. So um, we got to get unity. We got to get true PVP. Um, and then that's something that's like on the short list that, that we can discuss. So there's two parts of that. One is figuring out exactly how to do permadeath. So there's hardcore permadeath where you completely lose the NFT. Mm -hmm. There's like middle of the ground permadeath where your, your character gets reset to just level one and it's completely naked. I kind of prefer that from like a NFT movement standpoint because we can do that all via the database yeah uh, and then there's like soft forms of permadeath where you just like lose some items but <clears throat> i i want to come up with like a really cool mechanic for it because yeah, i want it to be like a cool mechanic yeah. we can do like we can just make a dungeon permadeath and if you die you get reset to level one and all your gears wiped like that's not like functionally like really hard to do and mm -hmm. we could but like i want to integrate permadeath in like a way that is a very fun mechanic on top of it not just us copy pasting a pve dungeon and like making permadeath work in there but it's definitely something very high on the mind we tested permadeath tournaments i think that was a really fun experiment it's not super scalable mm -hmm. um but um yeah we got to figure in bingo bango like because my my like issue with like permadeath was that like the only way that you can get someone to do permadeath is if it's like ROI positive. So then you have yeah. to like inflate the rewards to like offset the risk. But then like bingo bango was kind of like, well, if you just make it fun, like if it's actually like really fun and maybe if it's even just like break even, like people would still do it just to have fun. So have to figure out the mechanics yeah. first. But yeah. if anyone in the community wants to come up with a real bomb idea and send it my way to do permadeath in a fun way, uh, I would love to hear it. Yeah, no, that's, that's but great. it's still on the radar. Yep, hundred um, percent. What are the sinks? Uh, any sinks you can talk about for the near future for Orem? Yeah, that's a big thing that we're working on because as we increase, um, as we increase uh, rewards, like you know, we don't we need to have more sinks in the game, but also, um, like sinks when you when you call it sinks, it's it kind of just sounds like a like a gimmick almost like we just mm -hmm. need more ways to spend, spend orm in the game, right yeah, yeah yeah and i had a great call with guild five today and they had some awesome um ideas mm -hmm. um for different things that we can do so one is spend orum to re-roll an item stats but every time you re-roll it it gets more expensive to re-roll again um because like a lot of people get like a really cool item but like the stats are not perfect for their build or mm -hmm. they're just like a little on the weekend um so that i think that is an interesting thing i'd be interested to see how the community reacts to that i'm sure we'll get positive and negative on that yeah um 
But I mean, I think that's a real functional sink where it's like, oh, okay, you get this legendary weapon, but like you bottom roll the stats. Well, maybe you can pay 10% of what Laz would charge for that item. Yeah. And that's like the, and that's the reroll. And then like every time you reroll the price, like doubles or goes up 50% or something like that. So that someone can't just sit there and spam reroll. So they have like a top roll. Like there's a, there's a real, um, you know, cost of doing it. Um, potentially we could sell custom dual backgrounds, um, custom emotes for Raiders, cosmetic gear and like skin upgrades is a very big one. Um, we're working on some ideas to do that stuff, but it would be integrated into the game. So you'd only be able to find these opportunities in the game. Mm. Um, uh, I think that is a strong one as well. And then we're also going to uh, have an Aurum marketplace where people can uh, buy tools and buildings and functional things that they need in the economy with Aurum. Um, so we have lots of ideas on, on the, uh, on the table in terms of like adding more sinks, but like, the easiest one that I think would have like impact right away would allow people to potentially re-roll an item stat uh, yeah. with Orum. I, I think, think that, that that could be, yeah, that's, that's like my idea. number one. Yeah. And then like my number two is probably like cosmetic gear, especially if we can get the overworld into place. Um, you know, like mm -hmm. a, uh, you know, a, a, a sick out, a sick ass outfit or, or an aura, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, um, probably not till after unity with these things. Right. Uh, well, I actually asked today the team what, what the lift on the re-rolling an item stat would be. I don't think that's too crazy to pull off. Um, but uh, okay, love it. Yeah, I think we can get that one in like pretty soon. But yeah, uh, yeah, Unity, true PvP matchmaking. But like while we're doing this stuff, like lower lift, like sinks and stuff like that. Like we got Ken working on some cosmetic stuff. Like we're gonna try to get that in the game over the next month or two. I think we can do the re-rolling if the community doesn't hate that idea. We can do that much quicker as well. Awesome. Uh, two more questions for you. What's the limit you guys are looking at um, before opening up Gen Six and beyond? Is there a limit you guys are looking at in terms of um, price point or daily active users? Well, I think like Nat laid out like with like the new model, basically after like like gen six would get rotated to like just a like a flat generation below it and then mm -hmm. the cost to recruit would go up so that uh there would only be demand if like there's a lot of uh demand for new raiders and the floor price goes above that um but i also think that we need more growth to like want to go past 120k yeah uh, there's a very short list of projects that have 120k or more NFTs and and still exist, <laughs> um, and I don't I I don't want to be joining the other side of that list. So uh, we really need player growth before we're talking about like opening you know, it back up a quarter million raiders in the economy. That would give me a fucking heart attack. Yeah. Um, trying to figure out how to make the math work on that one. Yeah. Um, last question for you: the endless dungeon contest. Uh, I think I've heard that you need a leaderboard before that actually you know gets finalized. Yep. Um, any thoughts yep. on when that may finally become to pass? Yeah, so that will definitely come like after Unity. So once we get Unity out, um, yeah. then we can start working on stuff like that. Actually, we were thinking that potentially, because we have Peter the Rock on the team now, he could potentially create, I was thinking about this yesterday, he could potentially create a leaderboard dashboard just with like the database stuff as mm -hmm. like a short-term stopgap. And then if we did that, then we could potentially get it out much sooner but that's very much on the list we already have like the mobs like reserved yeah. away 
um, to do that. We are going to honor our promise on that one. I promise. Love it. Love it. All right. Uh, any final questions from the uh, the table? Merrick, Malforian, quick oh, question. I any thoughts? One, dude. I had one, dude, but I was like, oh, I'll ask it later. <laughs> um, oh, dude. Ah, it's gone. It's gone. It's, it's gone. gone. I can't gone. find it. I can't I find it. got it. Okay, okay. I will. I'll oh, and another sink is crafting. Oh, crafting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be dope. All right. Auction house piece. Okay. Great. Oh, yeah. Auction house win. Auction house. <laughs> auction house win. <laughs> auction house went that's not my question but auction house went fishing <laughs> went spam that chat chat spam it <laughs> too bad unity uh unity doesn't just have like an auction house like uh like uh integration no you could just like buy it for ten thousand dollars i wish that we could trade money for things to happen instantly i would do take that deal a lot <laughs> awesome dude. good stuff though thanks for doing this yeah I love this counter language this is awesome yeah I, I really appreciate all of you and i think like we'll probably rotate a lot of uh, the guests back on uh, Langley's in charge of all of that but like you know there's you guys are very smart and big members of the community so I'm sure you'll all hop on here again and appreciate you all taking the time out of your day to, to talk about all of this especially Belay who is trying to stay awake at 225 in the morning uh, it's, it's three excited, bro. I'm getting excited <laughs> uh, he He's works in, like, from sleep home deprivation mode he, wor he works from home ladies and gentlemen don't worry <laughs> yeah, but he's got a 9 a.m. engineering sync call, and he's just going to be, like, on there just blankly staring. <laughs> All right, my guys. My, my daily is going to be <laughs> yeah. <able. laughs> uh, All right. Absolutely pleasure having you guys here for this show. This has been a great episode. A lot of amazing topics uh, touched. Um, can't wait till the next one, two weeks. Uh, if you are interested in being in the Council of Elders, please hit me up on Discord, guys. We'd love to bring as many people as we can on um, to talk with uh, the, the co-founder of Crypto Raiders. Nick, pleasure having you on here. Merrick, Maforian, Bele, love you guys. Thank you so much we for being Tammy, here. Baby. We all Tammy. <laughs> love it. Hey, we'll see you all Great later, Crypto Raider. Love you guys. Peace out.